down there. Um, it was amazing. We caught the train. Um, uh, and then they were picked up by the Victory uh, School bus, which is um, our other campus uh, that's in Bendigo, and they were driving the kids around. They stayed at a caravan park, ready for this name. It's called the Golden Nugget. Does that sound classy or what? And uh, they stayed there and they travelled to and from the conference. There was a Tuesday night and then there was all day Wednesday and all day Thursday and it finished on uh, a Thursday night. So what we uh, have asked this morning is for a few of the guys that were there uh, to come and speak. Uh, so we have um, uh, quite a, a spectrum of ages. We actually have asked uh, Judd to speak as well for the reason that uh, himself and Mark Robinson were there because we all know you need ratios of adults to children and they were willing to come. So good for them. So um, they were amazing help and they're actually an amazing support to the youth ministry and I honour you both uh, for what you do as well, all the leaders. I'm so proud of our youth ministry and the leadership that's over these guys. They're being poured into. Do you know, if you are a parent or you have family members or neighbours that want to bring young people into this house to be a part of this family, I promise you they're poured into. I promise you they're loved on. I promise you that they're, they're taught the gospel and pointed straight to Jesus because he's the reason why we're a family and he's the reason why we live. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with um, a few guys and then I will wrap it up at the end. Um, so what we'll do in the transition is after this video, I'm going to get Paige if you can come first and I'll get Judd to stand at the side. So what we've done is they, they released a few videos at the end of every night that only go for 45 seconds, but I thought it would be a good uh, way to share with you guys so you get context to the atmosphere that these kids were in. So if you could turn to the video and have a look at that and Paige, you come up. the word of your life has already been spoken and it's a word of hope and it's a word of life and it's a word of future. We need Christians and young people who will literally give up their entire lives for Jesus Christ. Let's give Paige a hand as she comes. There are a lot of people here. To start this off, I want to take a leap, leap out of Pastor Charles' book. We are all mighty warriors. He told us we are mighty warriors, and I can think of no truer words. For us, even if you're not youth, we are mighty warriors. Over the course of history makers, I realize the truth in those words. It doesn't matter if we don't believe those words, no matter what. To God, we are all mighty warriors in our own way. History makers is something I think can impact a lot of people. People that haven't encountered God yet, people that are struggling through different problems in their life that need just someone to talk to. God is always there for you. You need to remember that no matter what, you can talk to, if you need to talk to someone and you can't talk to your friends, your family, you can talk to God. History maker, makers changes people's lives. 
before I started coming to this youth group here, I didn't truly know who God was. But when I started coming to youth, to youth here, I developed my relationship with God. Now I want to be able to see others who haven't encountered God yet encounter him too. I want to be a part of the journey that some people take to encounter God in their lives. People that take the chance to come to History Makers know how much it impacts them. And then they can help, other, help it impact other people when others come to History Makers. History Makers was a big deal for me this year. It was my first time going. I was new to the things that they did there. But after I came back from History Makers, I felt as though I was changed. I was a different person. Now I know truly who God is. And I want to thank everybody who came to History Makers with me and that had an awesome time at History Makers and all the people that I bonded with and Geordie for kicking us and making it possible that we could go in the first place. And I just had an awesome time at History Makers. And now for my dad to speak. Morning all, how are we? Oh, yeah, the t-shirts. We've got the Awaken Youth t-shirts. We're all in uniform this morning, despite the, uh, the comments from some of the music team in practice. I was following instructions. My name is Judd. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, um, my wife and family, my elder daughter Paige and Charlie, we've been coming here for about, I don't know, about a year, a bit over a year now. Um, let me just tell you, the youth group in this church is amazing, all right? This bunch of guys are just incredible. When Charles and Jordan like asked me if I wanted to go on the History Makers Conference, I've got to say, I jumped at the chance. The privilege to be asked to attend something like that and actually interact with these guys and see what God's doing in their lives is just incredible. And that whole time that we were up there, they were impeccably behaved. I've never seen a kinder, more respectful, more unified bunch of kids ever. They really are just amazing. The way they care for each other, the way they support their leaders, the, the enthusiasm and the passion that they have to see God move in their lives and the support they give each other was just incredible. And let me tell you, as a parent sitting there at the conference watching our entire youth group that was there or the kids that were there rush, and I'm not talking get up and walk sedately from, you know, like to the front and to the altar. I'm talking from six or seven rows back, crashing out into the aisles and pegging it to the front to reach God's presence. I tell you now, not only as a parent, but just as a, a Christian, I've never felt something more empowering. And at that conference was not just about challenging the youth and what they're doing and what is going on in their lives. God really profoundly impacted me in ways that I did not expect and that were truly incredible. I felt God challenged me that, you know, he laid on my heart the words from Joshua chapter 1, which ironically, well, not ironically, there's not really coincidence, etc., but Pastor Nick spoke on last week, where 
God tells Joshua to be brave and courageous. And that's what I was felt challenged by God to pray into the kids every session, is that they'll be brave and courageous when they go out from youth group and face the wider world. I don't think anyone would argue with me at this point that this generation that's coming up faces more challenges than any generation previously. Now, that's fairly standard, but it doesn't make it any less true. I mean, when I was growing up, you know, things like the internet and trying to deal with technology and all the rest of it didn't exist. Our kids and our youth need our prayers. They need us to invest not just in resources as a church, but in time and in prayer that God will strengthen them and make them brave and courageous and protect them from the snares that come at them left, right and centre in the world and that they would be able to burn with a fire that just shines into their environments. And what I really saw on this History Makers Conference and made me really proud, guys, you really did. That first night when you were running to the front, I was just bawling my eyes out. You touched me so deeply. You need to remember that you're an inspiration for the rest of us. Okay, keep that passion. Keep that energy. Keep that excitement for the Lord. And church, I challenge you that, you know, as we get older, we can learn things from these guys. We can learn from that passion and that energy. It's a two-way street. We have to build wisdom into our kids as they grow and into the young people, that they grow up steadfast and that they have wisdom and don't make too many crazy decisions. But at the same time, it's a two-way street. So I would really challenge you all that you make time to pray for our young people. Every one of us can do that. It is not a massive effort in our daily devotions to take five, ten minutes to pray for the youth group, that God would bless them and bind them to this church and keep them to himself. Because if we're not supporting the upcoming generations, we don't have a future. So anyway, handing over to another video now. Thank you. I'm Ty, uh, Ty. bit nervous actually. So History Makers for me, I went into being quite nervous. I was, um, it was my first conference ever and I went in being nervous because before History Makers I was struggling connecting with God and um, so, so I was waiting for the, for the revelation I guess of a, um, of a breakthrough. So I went in there and, you know, the first night I couldn't connect and I, I was, you know, I was kind of doubting myself. Um, and so it comes the next day and, you know, the morning, the morning sessions were, you know, 
pretty good. Like I was I was feeling good about it. And um, so to the when the night came, I kind of I had to do something. I had to call out to God to really get the connection that I wanted. And I kind of I kind of uh, had to do that. I had to physically shout out to God and just ask him to have my way, have his way in me. And, you know, it came. And um, it was really, uh, you know, I went out of History Makers feeling refreshed for, you know, a new season and um, of, yeah, of summer coming up and, and stuff like that. And, you know, the whole History Makers three days, you're thinking about God 24-7, you know, not even at the conference, like you might be back at the caravan park just, and you're always thinking about God and what you um, need to do to have an impact on people and to change your ways. Um, so, yeah, that's what, that's kind of what happened to me. I had, I had a bit of a breakthrough and, and it was, it was great to see the other kids um, grow um, especially through uh, the days, because they're, they're a great group of people. And I really get, um, became closer with them through History Makers. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but, you know, just, just being there. Like, I was thinking, if I wasn't a Christian and I went into there, you know, just seeing everybody worship God, it's just, it's so empowering and it, would, it makes you want to do it. It makes you want to know God by seeing everybody else doing it, you know. And that's what I think that history makes is such a good thing is that, that it makes people want to know God. And, and people come out of their change, like you see it. They come out there with such a fire, um, you know. So that's about it. Thank you. What a legend. What an absolute legend. Like, Ty's probably not going to be stoked when I'm about to tell this story. But last week, Ty sent me a message on my way to church. He goes, hey, bro, can you pick me up? I said, no, I can't, man. I'm, I'm almost there. Sorry, dude. So he goes, oh, no worries. I wonder how Ty's going to get to church. I turn around after the first worship song and Ty's there. I'm like, how'd you get it? He goes, I rode my push bike. He lives near Pastor Charles's house. That's so no small feat. So give him a massive round of applause. <laughs> a few other quick things I've got to do that I'll probably get killed for doing as well. So I might as well do it while we're up here because it's probably the last time you'll see me after this. No, joking. It's Paige's 13th birthday today. Can we have a massive round of applause? I'm not going to sing happy birthday because I can't sing. <laughs> No, not, not going to happen. Jean's got the phone out. I don't need this on YouTube. Need to keep a good digital profile. No. Well, let me start with the revelation I got from History Makers. Looking after 20 young people is essentially the same as herding cats. <laughs> Needless to say, it's pretty intense. No, I'm joking. Relax, everyone. No, the group was awesome. And I can't commend the leaders enough that were there as well because the leaders are phenomenal. Everyone knows the leader is only as good as his team. And the team was incredible. Having Mark and Judd come along as well was just blew me away. And it blessed me a lot as well, having older people. They're thinking, wow, these people who are a lot older than us, I'm not going to say how old they are because that wouldn't be nice, 
but they've given up their time to come invest in the youth. And the kids as well, I couldn't believe how well behaved they were because Charles had told me all these horror stories. So I was like, my goodness, if I lose a child, I'll get killed. If a child kills another child, it'll be crazy. But it didn't happen. The kids were super well behaved. I couldn't believe it. I walked in there at 11 o'clock at night and I went, boys, Geordie needs sleep. No worries, bam, asleep. So I couldn't believe it. So it was rad. No, but one of, the, one of the other highlights I wanted to share with you is on the second night of History Makers, I watched two members of the Awakened Youth family truly embody the spirit of Awakened Youth. Now, some of you may be sitting there going, man, those shirts are rad. How do we get one of those? Well, I do take credit card and FPOS. See me after the service. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, tough crowd. But anyway, so you may also be thinking to yourself, what's the slogan, we the fam, on the back of the shirts? And what's that Bible verse at the bottom of it? Well, ladies and gentlemen, don't stress. I'm about to tell you all. First John 4.19 reads, We loved because he first loved us. And let me ask you this. What does a family do? A family loves on one another. And on the second night of conference, I watched two young youth boys standing there. I watched one with his arms raised and just in a moment with the spirit. And I looked to his right-hand side. There was another youth member standing there just weeping in a moment with the Holy Spirit. And it was in that moment that I witnessed one of the most profound things I've ever seen. The boy on the left put his hand on the boy on the right and started praying for his brother in Christ in tongues in the Holy Spirit. These boys were 13 and 14. I like to think I'm a pretty tough guy. I've got tattoos. I actually just booked in for my next one. My mother's so proud right now. <laughs> but it was in that moment when I witnessed that that I, I began to weep. Because don't tell me God isn't real. Don't tell me the Holy Spirit is a real thing because when you watch a 13 and 14 year old boy praying for them and just in that moment you cannot deny the existence of the Spirit because only the Holy Spirit can reach someone in that way and start to rebuild them from the ground up. I've lost my moments now, I've got them tense. <laughs> I watch moments like this throughout the week because this church's youth group really embodied that slogan, We the Fam. Because Awakened Youth is not just another local youth group. At Awakened Youth we're a family. We loved because he first loved us. Such a simple, simple verse, but such a profound verse at the same time, yeah? One of the many verses that I jotted down throughout the week while listening to some truly phenomenal preachers, including Pastor Zoran, Pastor Mason, and a man that I'm lucky enough to not only call my mentor, my friend, but my pastor, Pastor Charles, and well, who really did preach in a way that I've never seen him preaching before. I just wanted to share the verse that I jotted down with you all today. And I brought a legit Bible because I'm not going to read from an iPad. So if you have your Bible, open it up. No, it comes, it comes from Ephesians 3, 14 to 21, which speaks about prayer for spiritual strength. But I really just wanted to focus on verses 19 to 21 with you all today. And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, and to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Throughout all generations. Who knows we don't just serve a God that's restricted to one generation. We serve a God that will reach every generation. This concept has been on my mind all year and at History Makers it was really enforced. Sort of the heart for the youth group for me was we're not here to build an empire. We're here to build people. Awakened Youth doesn't exist just to be an awesome place for kids to come on a Friday night and to build an empire and get a reputation known. 
It exists to grow the next generation of leaders. It exists to grow people who will live a life that is set apart and know that their identity loves from a God who unconditionally loves them, the one true and living God. That's who they serve, and that's what we want to impart on the kids. The final thing I wanted to leave you all with before I invite a proper pastor up to preach is this. Awakened youth going to history makers wouldn't have been possible without the church. And it wouldn't have been possible without that concept of generational thinking being put into practice. What I mean by that is we didn't do a fundraiser this year, as you probably all noticed, yet we received more money this year than we ever have. And it was because families in the church that don't even have kids in youth group we're investing into the future of the youth and the future of this church. And for me, that was that generational thinking. doesn't matter if you've got kids here yet. God is a multi-generational God. So, yeah. So, I'm going to try not to cry because it's going to be tough. <laughs> but, yeah, I, felt, I, just, I love that people felt the youth were worth investing into. Because the foundations I often think about when I was in youth group, and said I wasn't the best example of a youth kid, let's, let's be honest. My mother's sitting there going, you weren't. But people invested in me. It wasn't just people in my youth group. It was people in the church that I was at in there. So I just want to say a massive thank you for everyone who invested in the youth group. But not only financially, but when you see a young person, you go and encourage them. But I also like to thank everyone in this church that constantly prays for the young people at church. Because who knows, prayers can be answered. And we saw that at History Makers. When the kids went in there, they were one way. When they came out, they could play with new creations. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the oldest passed away. So, yeah, just like to say a massive thank you. And once again, just can we have a massive round of applause for all the leaders that came along to History Makers? So, in closing, hashtag we the fam, like the shirt says. But, because remember church, the reason we have that slogan on the back is because Awakened Youth is a family. But remember that Awakened Youth is part of a larger family, which is the family of this church. So, thank you. It was supposed to be another video, but it mustn't have worked, so that's okay. We can show it later. It was the best night too, so have a guess who preached. Oh, we got the video. Have a look at this. When you know what is truth, instantly you will know what is not truth. Isaac did that, Jacob did that, David did that. They did it so that they could remember a time where they met God. God put something on their life and their world changed forever. When you encounter God, there will always be an exchange that you need to remember for the rest of your life. I want you to remember this. Whatever lies the devil has told you about who you are, I want you to exchange it for the fact that God calls you a mighty warrior. Now, I'm fully aware of the time, so I won't actually preach this morning, but I wanted to share quickly um, with you a couple of concepts that I felt I wanted to bring forward to our church this morning. The first one was that we, we need to fight to build into the next generation. And the second thing is the power of a testimony. So we saw this morning some inspiring testimonies that for me, 
grab multiple tissues from under my seat because I get inspired when I see people encountering God. And what I love about this morning's service was that Chris, who chaired the meeting, has more than one generation in this house. Jason, who did communion, is part of more than one generation in this house. Paige and Judd, more than one generation. Jordan, more than one generation. Who else spoke? Ty, more than one generation. Man of God, you're a man of God. But I realised that when I was up there, that there were some situations that had happened in the lead up to that conference uh, that because of what had happened in Bendigo with that church and some transition had happened and our pastor ended up becoming the senior pastor there too. There was a moment when the option was given to us to close down that conference and rebirth it at a later date. But myself and the director of that conference, who's the youth pastor in Bendigo, we felt that it was something that needed to be fought for. Because people encounter God. Do you know one of the most inspiring stories that when I'm not in this house, I often talk about is Sally Lee's and Lara Tomlinson. Do you know, when Lara, when I first met her, had come a long way, but in the season previous to that, she had been in some situations that had, in any other situation, could have led to her being quite broken and a statistic. another generation her auntie that fought for her I know the story well I know that every court case that was held Sally was there to fight for her and then a little over a month ago maybe a bit longer than that now I stood on this stage and I walked watched her walk down the aisle to be married and in one moment it encapsulated three generations it was Lara, it was Rod and it was Danny her grandfather a man who had stepped in and been a father figure and a grandfather walking in victory seeing a person who had been restored by Christ walking in victory in a time of celebration it was worth fighting for I think of my life and I think of my family and the number one spiritual inspiration in my life was my father this is what it says in Psalms 145 verses 4 and 6 Prilly if you grab your tissue down one generation commends your works to another they tell of your mighty acts they speak of your glorious splendor and your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. It says that one generation commends your works to another. 
that means that if you have another generation still to talk to, your work is not done. Because it is on you guys, not only to inspire them, but it is on the young guys to continue to inspire us, but commend His great works. Do you know on the two pound coin in England, written on the side of it says that we stand on the shoulders of giants. That means that they build on the generations that have gone before them, on their works, on their truths. One of the things that that our pastor always tries to build into someone is he's always, and I wanna ask you guys this question. Do you have somebody that you invest into? Do you have somebody that you encourage? Do you have somebody that you can help release them to the purpose of God for their life? But there are people that need the generation to be there for them, to encourage them, to tell them of God's great work so that they can stand on shoulders of giants. There are giants in this room. I remember one night as a young boy, I woke up and I saw this this image in my room. And it incredibly intimidated me and I called out to my father and he came. And when I explained about the image that I'd seen, I would have been about 12 or 13 years old. I was super intimidated. I, I, I said, oh, it disappeared when you came in the room and I was very intimidated. My, my dad said, you know what, that in the Bible, see what he was doing is he was commending God's great works to me another generation. He said, it says in the Bible that Jesus has authority over everything. And then if you're ever scared or ever something, is it you call on Jesus because He is all powerful and you have authority. Not only did He commend God's works, I then struggled to get back to sleep. And it took me a long time to get back to sleep. But you know what? I heard my father pacing in the hallway taking authority because he was willing to fight for the next generation. We need to fight for each other. We need to fight for the gospel. Because people need to hear it. Generations need to carry it forward. power of a testimony. This is what I want to leave you guys with. In 1 Peter 3.15, it says, Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Always be ready with your testimony. Always be ready. So this is what I want to leave you guys with this morning. How can you be ready? How can you be ready with your testimony? Because you don't know who you need to encourage. You don't know who you need to let stand on your shoulders. You don't know who you need to fight for to see them release to God's purpose. You don't know who you need to invest in. But the Bible says that I am able to give because of the hope I have in Jesus. So I should be ready with my hope in Jesus to share my testimony. So what I asked this morning is, how are you ready? And this is what I believe. 
the first thing to be ready to be able to share your testimony is first you need to experience God and His great works. Put yourself in a position where not only do you recognise God at work, but that because you recognise it, you're able to testify of His great work. See, when my father shared with me about the authority of Jesus, I then carried that with me. You see, because of my, my dad's testimony and now the testimony of my life, how I, I share with people, my dad prayed, it inspired me. I went forward a few months back, Jai started getting these dreams and they were incredibly descriptive and I, I didn't like the nature of them. And he was describing things that we would never let him see on television. So I don't know where it was coming from, but I felt in my spirit that he needed to take authority. And I remembered what my father had said to me. And I said to him, that thing if it comes into your dreams you be gone in the name of Jesus he said because Jesus is the boss of everyone and they have to listen to the boss so he comes marching in the next morning I had a bad dream and I said to it get out and I went away and I went to sleep there's another generation that's caught a hold testimony he's experiencing God He's at that conference. He's looking around. He's jumping. It was so beautiful. In the midst of this conference, with all of these thousands, oh, thousands, you like that. In Jesus' name, Lord God, right now, we declare that. With all of these hundreds of kids out the front, and they're jumping, and, and I'm trying to pour into them as, as much as I can. And, and what, what I preached on is Gideon. And about, Gideon said, I'm the least of the least. I'm from the weakest clan and I'm the weakest in my father's house but God called him a mighty warrior I said God can use anybody but you need to have the perspective of what God has for Gideon which was you're a mighty warrior it doesn't matter how you are and I'm looking at all these kids and I'm wanting to inspire them to change the world and I look at my kids and they're in the little mosh pit with all the other kids in the kids program so I went and I got on my knees and I crawled under their little rope because they had this light little rope section so they didn't get crushed it's quite rough in a mosh pit far out and smelly and sweaty. And I went and I sat with them in that atmosphere so that they could experience God. Because if you can experience God, that becomes what you can testify about. His great work of healing. His great work of provision. I love the story of mum and dad that they have a few years ago. My in-laws, many, many years ago now, were in quite uh, a tough spot financially. But yet God kept providing. And this is what I want the next thing to remember. One, experience God. The second thing is write it down. You need to write it down. It helps you remember. See, when mum and dad were in a tough financial spot, God kept providing. Money kept coming from just random places. They didn't know where it was coming from. But what mum did is she wrote it down. And there is a book of a testimony of all the times that God continued to provide for the family time and time again. And now it's part of their testimony. They've made it through that season, but they haven't forgot what God has done. Because you experience God, write it down, it helps you remember. And then in closing, let's pray for opportunities to share it. Let's stand again. comfortable this morning.
just encourage you just to raise your hands as if to receive something from God. And I know this hasn't been a normal service for us this morning, but I, I thank you for every person that comes and, and, and calls this this house their home. You know that this is the church. We are the body of Christ. We are working together. Experience God. We can do that right now. And I'm going to pray that that happens then. If God reveals something to your heart, go home and write it down. Because you never know who that may be for. And then let's pray for a time to use. Dear Heavenly Father, right now, we thank You, Lord God, that You're a God. It says, it says in Your Word that, that it, you know, if two or more are gathered, Lord, that You are there. Lord, we know You are in our midst today and we honour You. We thank You, Lord God, for the testimonies, Lord, that have come forward this morning. I think of Ty, Lord, and I think that what happened is it says in Your Word that when we seek You in earnest, we will find You, Lord God. And He said, I didn't feel connected, so I had to fight for it. I had to strive for it. But His testimony is that because He did that, He found You, Lord. Lord, we want to experience You in our life. Whether it be when we're reading a book on the couch, whether it be whether we're driving in the car, walking in the supermarket, talking with friends. Lord, I pray right now that we experience You, Your love, Your, your provision, Your grace, Your strength, Your forgiveness, Your empowering. Lord, help us to remember Lord, help us to write it down in a manner that we are preparing in faith to share a testimony of your love so that when the opportunity presents itself, we are prepared. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, move in this place. Empower by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I just pray you come upon every person in this room right now, Lord, that you will empower them to be witnesses, Lord to take the gospel message to everywhere. Lord God, I just believe there are people that right now, you, you are needing God's empowering. You're facing a situation and you are fully aware you can't do it with your own strength. But God says, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He is right there with you. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a clap offering? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Awesome. Just want to encourage you guys to stick around after today. Go and move into the cafe and grab a coffee and connect with one another and encourage one another. Uh, Alpha's on Wednesday. Remember that. Also, there are tickets available uh, if you want to come next week for Tears of the Sun. Heaps going on in the life of our church. Just check out the website. God bless. Love you all.